a product of the Whisper Forge. Sound and story brought to life. You're listening to a parody that is not affiliated with or endorsed by Supergiant Games in any way. We're just big old nerds making improv fanfiction. Rogue Runners is rated R for pretty much everything you can find in Greek mythology. Violence, assault, self-harm, offensive language, insensitive humor, and intense themes. We encourage everyone to check out our show notes and transcripts on our website at whisperforge.org. Are you ready to run? Then welcome to Volume 1 in the Blood. emerge a few feet behind Alexander who has come in before you and Alexander is standing at the center of an arena and the entire arena is just raining these orange and gold marigold petals slowly as if it's snowing but 90 feet from you Alexander much further out of the arena you see the most beautiful man you have ever known he has this long curly flowing hair that is blowing in the breeze and he has this deep red cloak that matches yours and it also flows gently in the breeze behind him and he has his back turned to you. As he hears you approach, you see his head turn just slightly to the side in profile and as that head turns in profile, all of the banners along the Colosseum also show that exact same face in profile. The crowd goes wild. Kralimos descends from an invisible police system and he says, It looks like we have a reunion of star-crossed lovers, two former champions of the USC reuniting in combat against each other. And then Hephaestion finally turns around and he just looks so confused and hurt and he says, You promised me. You promised me you'd never come back here. Hephaestion, please. At his waist, you see the exact same blade as yours. You see another marigold at his waist. Both of your blades are vibrating near each other. (laughs) Hephaestion, please. I know this must be absolutely frustrating for you, and I must have known what I was doing, and I'm incredibly sorry, and I may never deserve your, your forgiveness, but I have to know what made me so foolish as to leave you behind. You swore to me you would leave so that you would never become this way again, as you were in life. I can't remember! Then let me remind you of who you were. And as he draws his blade, he turns fully toward you and you see his powerful muscles, his powerful thighs. And then you see a shadowy figure embrace him from the side. And as you look closer at it and as this figure materializes more, You see, Alexander, that this is you, but this is you in your prime when you were the ruthless conqueror of the entire world. And so you see this absolutely, like, chiseled, hard-jawed, steely-gazed Alexander just run a slow caress down Hephaestion's face and it looks at you evilly. He says, I will remind you of the monster you were. 
draw your blade. He swings it at you and you hear a sonic boom and you feel an invisible force of energy strike you and you take 10 force damage. Roll initiative. No, no save, nothing. Nope. <laughs> now roll initiative. 11. One. 13. 10. Do you see now, Alexander? There is nothing else. You are way behind him. Do you see now, Alexander? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so first up is Hephaestion. And Hephaestion, as he whips his blade behind himself, it changes shape, and it changes from a longsword into a rapier. And then he swings the rapier in front of him again, and he points the rapier down. So Marigold is pointing down, and at the hilt, there is a Marigold blossom at the very base of it that is pointing upward. And that Marigold charges up as if it's like a focus for a spell. And then he immediately fires a blast of cold energy at you. So it's like an ice ball, like, flies at you. Does a 19 hit. Not if I call on Iris. So once that ice ball misses you, you see like a blue orb begin swirling around him. And then he immediately fires another blast at you. And this is like a mini little fireball. Does an 18 hit? No. So after that fireball misses you, you see a red moat of energy spinning around him. Arete, it is your turn. You are 180 feet away from Hephaestion. This kind of seems like a lover's quarrel. A lover's squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like they're really going nuts out there. <laughs> Upon that punchline, Arete shimmers a soft popping noise, and he is gone. And Arete is going to try to assimilate himself into the crowd in the larger Colosseum. He's going to run over, like hop the little wall, and he's going to hide in the crowd. At the end of your turn, Hephaestion is going to whirl around, and as he spins, he launches uh, two of those like little sonic booms at Alexander. Alexander, uh, does a 28 hit? 28 will hit, yeah. And does a 27 hit? Yes. Okay, so you get struck by two sonic booms, and you take 18 force damage total. Rolf, it is your turn. How close are Nega, Alexander, and Hephaestion? Weirdly close, you might say. We love to see it. But to each other, not to you. So they're 180 feet from you. All right. Yeah, Rolf is going to dash using Poseidon and Hermes to increase his AC. He flies forward on a little wave and then casts a level five erupting earth nice. on Nega Alexander and Hephaestion. Okay. And he's going to, of course, infuse a blood crystal in that. So mm-hmm. please roll a dexterity saving throw. You have to beat a 22. Alexander Prime saves, Hephaestion saves. He uses his very last ring of Rui Jingubong. Oh, that is less good. Okay, so they both fail. They are both going to take 63 bludgeoning damage as you see the earth beneath their feet begin to turn almost liquid and bubbly like quicksand, and these big fountains of earth begin shooting up, and you see within the dirt chunks of the red crystal. They're both being pounded by the earth. I'm pounding your boyfriend, Alexander. <laughs> does that does that conclude your turn roll? Yep. Hephaestion is going to turn his rapier back down and then use the marigold at the hilt as like a spellcasting focus, and he's going to fire off these two rapid-fire bolts. So one of them is a little lightning ball that flies at you, Alexander. Okay, does a 14 hit. Negative. There's like a little lightning ball that's like spinning around him now. He's going to fire like a little wind ball at you. I guess like a 12 does not hit. So now there is now also like a green mode of energy around him. So there's a blue, a red, a purple, and a green orb flying around him. This was the worst time to roll last in the initiative order, huh? (laughs) So now it is Annie's turn. I have to take all of his punishment before I strike again. Dang. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) 
So Annie's gonna run for 30 feet, call on Hermes to use the dash as a bonus action, so that's 60 feet. So she's just gonna have to wait this time. At the end of your turn, Annie, Hephaestion is going to spin around and he's gonna unleash three sonic booms at Alexander. Does a 22 hit? No. Does a 25 hit? Yes. Okay. And does a 26 hit? Yes. Okay. You are gonna take 29 force damage as two of these three sonic booms hit you. Now, Alexander, it is your turn. Alexander's gonna obey his lover's command and draw his blade and fight back. Nice. I will dash and I will use Shield of Faith as my bonus action. Okay. That will be all. At the end of your turn, Hephaestion is going to fire four sonic booms at you. Uh, first one is a critical fail. Uh, second one does a 28 hit. It's with Iris, I have 29. Nice. Okay, so it will be very hard for him to hit you. His next one is a 27. Uh, his next one is a 29. That would hit, then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> You take 18 force damage, and this time, now that you are closer than 90 feet to him, you are pushed 20 feet back. Okay. Now, it is Alexander Prime's turn. So, Alexander, you see this vision of your former self in all your glory. He floats over to the left side of the arena, and he raises his sword, and then he points it at the middle of the arena. And you see a whole spectral army, an army that you recognize as your own army that you commanded in life. But you see all of these chariots line up alongside the entire arena, and they are all manned by shades of your past armies that you commanded. And they are covering the entire length of the arena on one side, and they are preparing to charge at everybody in the arena. So Hephaestion, on his turn, he is going to take his rapier again, and then this time, he's going to draw the four orbs spinning around him, so the blue, the red, the purple, the green. The four of them are going to gather inside the hilt of his blade, and he's going to smash them, and then in the center of the arena, across the entire arena, you see this giant spirit marigold bloom, and it blooms across the entire arena. Everybody needs to make a strength saving throw. Now, because I'm in the audience, am I being affected by this as well? No. Seven. Dirty 20. Eight. So everybody who gets an 18 or less takes 24 force damage and is knocked prone. So that massive marigold just blooms in the middle of the field and knocks a bunch of people down. Arete, make a stealth check. 15. Shades are now going to start trying to shove you back into the arena. Make a strength saving throw. 16. Okay. They are not able to shove you back into the arena, so you are still in the bleachers (laughs) for now. Okay. They're shades. I mean... So, Arete, it is your turn. Arete, being shoved around by the shades, is going to go ahead and grab one of their stone tablets that they're using to bet on the battle. You could probably find one, but it will take your turn to get there. Okay. Hephaestion is going to take out his rapier again, and he's going to fire like a little ice ball and a little fireball at Rolf. Uh, does a 29 hit? Iris! Then it becomes a 26. Ow! And then the second one is 12. The ice ball hits you, uh, 16 cold damage. The fireball misses, but there's now a red orb floating around him. Rolf, it is your turn. Does it seem like the army is in any way connected to false Alexander? If he were to die, the army would go away. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dash towards them, and I am going to cast Witch Bolt upon the shady Alexander. That is a 27 to hit. That does hit. And he takes 38 lightning damage. He takes 38 lightning damage, and the way Blast Nova 
works is it damages things around him. The chariots on the immediate sides of him are dispelled, so they're gone once they take that blast nova damage. What's your passive intelligence? 13. Okay, yeah, so with a passive intelligence, you're able to think quickly enough on your feet that essentially you've created this little opening in his massive wall of chariots that if everybody moved to the middle of the arena, then when the chariots charge, they will miss you. I would like to move into that space. I'll only dash to the middle, so I'm close enough to both hit him, but then also be aligned there. At the end of your turn, Hephaestion is going to fire a lightning ball and a wind ball at you. Does a 28 hit? Iris! Only a 17. Barely. Okay, yes. It misses. Now he has a purple orb spinning around him. The wind ball is a 12. Does that hit? No. So now he also has a green ball spinning around him. Annie, it is your turn. This dude and his balls, bro. (laughs) Annie's running towards... Rolf and Alexander to the middle of the arena. She's also going to dash as her main action. And then as a bonus action, she would like to cast Song of Passion. Nice. So four. Arete is unaffected. Rolf, your initiative becomes 15. Hephaestion's initiative is also 15. You can choose to go before him or after him. Which one do you want? Before. So you have modified the initiative order such that Rolf is going to get another turn before Hephaestion can go. Uh, Do you want to do anything else? Thank you, Anastasia. Ooh, now that I'm next to these two goofballs who seem to keep getting attacked, I'm going to disengage. Arete, make a stealth saving throw. Or a stealth check, sorry. I was so confused. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a 23. Okay, yeah, you can stay in the stands. They've forgotten you. What are you doing? Having arrived at the tablet that allows me to make some bets, I am going to use the inspiration that I was granted to bet on Alexander. Which Alexander? <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Our oh. Alexander. Well. So the Alexander we know and love. Basically, everybody in the Olympiad gets inspiration again. I will disengage as my bonus action to boost my AC. Hephaestion is going to fire two ice balls at Rolf. 12 and 17. I blow them away. <laughs> you see that now he has the blue orb spinning around him, so he has a blue, red, purple, and green moat spinning around him. Alexander, it is your turn. Someone's got to hit him, right? So I'm going to try and attack him now. I think we should focus on the one summoning armies. For story reasons, I got to I gotta fight my boyfriend. You're 80 feet away from him. You're pretty close to the gap in the middle. My boyfriend keeps blowing me back. I guess I'm going to run at the... Yeah, he does. I hate when my boyfriend blows me back. (laughs) If I move on this path towards the dark, Alexander, though, the army's only on the left and right. It's only on the left-hand side, which is also where Alexander Prime is. He is in the center of that line, and there's a small gap around him. Regular move and a, a bonus dash. Okay, so you're about 30 feet from him. Annie, Hephaestion is going to fire five sonic booms at you. What the? Okay. 27. Uh, 26. Uh, 21. Okay. 24. Crit. <laughs> Crit? Call Iris. Not Iris, that one. Iris. What is your AC? Calling on Iris is 25. Okay, so there's two that hit. Okay. The first one does 20 force damage. Okay. The second one does 26 force damage. I, uh, Annie dies. Shit. You haven't used your death defiance yet. <gasps> yeah, defy death. Did you use your auto injector? I did. I used it with Cassandra. So Annie dies. Comes back to life. <gasps> When you pop back, the audience roars. They love that. That looks really cool. 
It is now Alexander Prime's turn. He is going to point his sword forward and all the chariots will charge. All the chariots barrel across and then when they hit the other edge of the arena, they explode. These are exploding chariots. That seems like it would be a heck of a time to ensure those. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Rolf, it is your turn again. Rolf will maintain the witch bolt on Alexander Prime, I think is what I've heard him called, and begin walking in his direction as you see the bolt strengthen. And then you see the veins kind of pop from his shoulder down down into his right arm as he casts a firebolt onto Hephaestion as a bonus action by expending two sorcery points. 31 to hit. On Hephaestion? Yes. That does hit. 34 fire damage on Hephaestion. Okay. And that's going to be 42 lightning damage on Alexander Prime. At the end of your turn, Hephaestion is going to point his blade at Alexander and say, you wanted to see me so badly? Well, here I am. Come face me. Make a wisdom saving throw. 24. He was casting a spell on you called Compelled Duel. You shake that off. It is now Hephaestion's turn. He is going to take the four colored orbs, the blue, red, purple, and green motes. He's going to combine them together and smash them on the marigold on his hill. And another massive marigold blooms in the center of the arena. Everybody make a strength saving throw. Three. Fifteen. Not applicable for a rete. Oh, wait. I'm going to expend uh, Arete's inspiration to re-roll. 20! Rolf takes seven force damage. So everybody else takes 18 oh, force shit. damage and is knocked prone. That's it. Runs over. Bye, Annie. Okay. Uh, Alexander, the injector, goes off. Because your adrenaline auto-injector is going off, you can act immediately to do something to save Annie in this moment if you want. Otherwise, she will die. And Arete, seeing Annie about to explode, goes, No! And just <laughs> slams the tablet, like, into the auto injector, which, like, I think it, we determined it was on its chest. So you just see a man frantically smashing a tablet onto his chest, hoping for the best. I will say, if you do that, you will immediately get thrown into the arena because that is, like, pretty OP. His goes to everybody? No, it goes to Annie. Er, uh, no, it goes it? To every, no, it goes to everybody. You put it oh, in the... Oh, thank God! Oh. <gasps> Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You, you put the boot in, it goes to everybody. Annie was in the middle of yelling at Alex as she was slowly starting to combust, and then time stops, she comes back together, and she's just like... <coughs> it's always a cough, it's always a cough. It's gonna, like, touch her body and be like, I, that shouldn't have happened, that shouldn't have happened, I died. In that moment, Annie, you feel like you have some sense of, like, what Pelops has experienced. Oh, that really sucks. Guys, we really need to talk about this later. I really, this is just not pleasant. All right, all right cool, cool. I'm going to finally do something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'll go attack Alexander Prime. <laughs> I rolled a critical fail. Okay. Alexander Prime laughs at you and how weak you have become. <laughs> then my other attack is a 22. Uh, that does hit. 40 damage on one hit. Alexander dashes into Alexander Prime, crashing him into the wall with the blade piercing his gut. Nice. That was the first attack. The second one is a 23, which I assume lands. That does hit. Yeah. This is a big twisting of the blade, uh, and the blade explodes with divine smite, and that hit does 42 damage. Alexander Prime looks bloodied, like he is like half dead. Now we're going to resolve other adrenaline auto-injectors. Annie's went off. But okay. she's not prone. Annie would like to get up, please. What, what am I going to say? No? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> please, please, Dungeon Daddy, let me oh get up. Oh my gosh. 
It can happen. Please don't keep me down on the ground. Oh, my goodness. Don't do it. Mother, may I rise? Mother, may I rise? Okay, well, then Annie is going to stand up. And how far away is Alex Prime? 90 feet. Oh, we love to hear it. Great. Annie's going to cast Melf's Acid Arrow on Alex Prime. Yeah. That's a nine to hit. I don't think that hits. Just as a bonus action, Annie is going to cast Bardic Inspiration, and she's gonna give that to Alex because, Alex, buddy, I really think you need this because I know it, oh, I don't know how you're feeling, but fighting your boyfriend must really, really suck. So um, here you go. Here's this. Here you go. All right. Now begins Annie's turn again in initiative order. Now that, now that your adrenaline auto injector has gone off. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, then Annie's gonna try. Melf's acid arrow again. <gasps> That's a 23 to hit. That does hit. That's excellent. So Alex Prime is going to take 20 acid damage and then also 2d4 acid damage at the end of its next turn. Annie is then going to do, 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 disengage to add that plus 5 AC because she knows something's coming. So Alexander, you know this about Hephaestion is that he is like a whirlwind on the battlefield. Like once he gains momentum, he just keeps gaining momentum and becomes like unstoppable. So now he is picking up speed and he's basically, the way he does this is he's just shifting sword stances and every single time he shifts, he fires another sonic boom. So he fires six sonic booms at you this time. Critical fail on the first one, 12 on the second. God, 15 on the third. Oh, okay, uh, 29 on the fourth. Yes. Okay, 21 on the fifth. No. And critical fail again. Okay, so one of these hits. Awesome, wow. 15 force damage. Just so you know, it seems like the next time he's going to fire seven of these. Mm-hmm. And they're not always at you, so wow. just be aware he is building momentum. I want to make that very clear. Last time when he fired at Annie, if he had fired at me, even with maximum AC, each one would have hit. Arete, it's your turn. To get out of the stands, I'm going to say Arete crowd surfs across the shades back into the arena. And I hop into the arena, I go, don't hurt that girl. I call upon Hermes and Poseidon to do a lovely little bonus action dash. I would like to go 90 feet towards Alexander Prime. You can, you, you, can, you can reach Alexander Prime. Great, and I am going to try to strike a blow with Lavoie. And that was an 11 to hit, so that definitely doesn't hit. The second attack with Daedalus is a natural 20. As Arete has entered the ring, you see the wave come up behind him as he draws the wall, anger in his eyes, having seen Annie nearly killed. The wave crests just as he reaches Alexander Prime and he stabs exactly where Alexander already had his sword in and the blades cross and you hear a lovely like as he enters the same point at which Alexander had stabbed Alexander Prime, dealing 78 damage. You have been dying to rub swords with Alexander into the <laughs> same hole. He looks pretty bad. Great. Now that you're in view, Hephaestion sees that you're ganging up on Alexander Prime, and he is going to fire seven sonic booms at you. 16 on the first one. That does not hit. 20 on the second. No, that does not. Uh, 12 on the third. Nope. 12 on the fourth. Uh, 17 on the fifth. Nope. Uh, 18 on the sixth. 25 on the seventh. Yes. All right. How, that how many hits is that? One. All right. <laughs> 15 force damage. There are these seven like sonic boom waves flying at you, and you're just like matrix leading through them, and then just one finally hits you at the end. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty deft. Alexander, it is your turn. Gonna finish myself off. <laughs> 
<laughs> in front of the child. The first one is 22. That does hit. 26 damage. With the sword already pierced, he's just gonna slide it up like to cut his dark self in half up the middle. You might say he's looking nice, hey. if you get my meaning. Another 22. That does hit. 34 on this hit. Uh, he comes back down. He went up and now back down. Oh, 69. Oh. <laughs> does a 17 hit? A 17 does not hit. And we're gonna have to crush him again as I dash with the Poseidon Hermes into the wall. Trying to okay, make an attack roll. Poop on him. Uh, it's a natural 20. You knock him into the wall, he takes 12 bludgeoning damage. Which leaves us at 23. Okay, cool. I can handle it. Yeah. Hephaestion is going to fire an ice moat and a fire moat at you. A 21 on the first one and a critical fail on the other. Then yeah, nothing. Now he has a blue moat and a red moat flying around him. Alexander Prime's turn. Hephaestion calls out, It is time you were reminded of your savagery on the field. Alexander Prime is going to smirk and his eyes will turn this evil red. Uh, And then he is going to draw dark marigolds and he is going to uh, swing it in a massive arc in a circle around him. Arete, Alexander, make a constitution saving throw. An 11 from Arete. I'm going to use inspiration. Okay. This is 24 now. Alexander, you take 17 necrotic damage. Arete, you take 37 necrotic damage. Furthermore, he heals for 54 hit points. Of course. Hold on, Arate. You're next to me, so fear not. We have resistance to necrotic damage. Nice. Okay, so actually, t- so I'm going to have that amount that he heals for. And as Arete gets hit with this attack, oh. um, you see him burst into a cloud of blood, but then it reforms, and uh, Arete says, Defy this. <laughs> Rolf, it is your turn. Please, Rolf. All of you are the same. You're allergic to sense. The difference is we have nothing left to lose. With the blood crystal burning a hole in Alexander Prime, he is going to maintain that witch bolt and summon another fire bolt, but instead of shooting it at Hephaestion this time, he is going to combine it to make this fiery lightning that rains upon Alexander Prime. Nice. Uh, So are you shitting me? That's a critical failure. Okay, so that does not I have inspiration of my own. I'm going to expend it. (laughs) Inspiration! (laughs) Okay, that is an 18 to hit. Uh, That does not hit, but I believe your witch bolt damage at the very least is automatic, right? Yeah. Yeah, he shrugs that off like he's taken fireballs many times. I mean, if he's been hanging out with Hephaestion and Elysium all this time, I bet he's taken a lot of balls, baby. Oh my word. (laughs) He takes 41 lightning damage along with an additional stack of hangover. All right, uh, Rolf, finish him. <gasps> he's not a soul, right? No. He's like an idealized vision, like, summoned from Hephaestion. Okay. You see the Witch Bolt connect with the embedded crystal as it kind of powers it, and you see it begin to glow and charge, and it works its way deeper and deeper into that shadow blood amalgamation until it's in his center, and then it splinters, and you see them fly out like shrapnel as the blood dissipates along the battlefield. And then uh, with Syrian return, Rolf has it fly back to him and turns to face a festion. Nice. That's very cool. All right. <laughs> Alexander, 
When Alexander Prime dies, you feel your alignment move back to neutral. Hephaestion will call out, I see Olympus has seen fit to shower you with boons even in death. And then he is going to fire a lightning moat and a wind moat at Rolf. Okay, so 20? Yep. Okay, so that does hit. Okay, and then this is... I don't think it matters because I have five hit points, so I think okay, I'm going to yeah. die regardless. All right, yeah. So you, you get blasted with the lightning one, and then does anything happen on your death? I get blasted with the lightning, and you see uh, the lightning sinks me straight into the earth, and it turns into a puddle of blood, and then it spits me right back out, and nice. lands on his stomach. Going <coughs> and now this is the wind moat coming at you. Oh, fuck. I'm dead. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is a 13. Okay, then yes, I'm fine. Well, even without Iris, you No, I have a 12. Right? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Thank God. Okay. So that <laughs> happened at the end of your turn. Now Hephaestion is up. He still only has a blue and a red orb around him because the other one successfully hit. So he is going to fire another lightning moat and another wind moat at Alexander. 18 is the lowest. Doesn't hit. 28. Yeah, that will hit. So only 11 force damage. And he has a purple orb flying around him now. Uh, Annie, it is your turn. Yes! Excellent. Annie's gonna cast Mask Your Wounds on her Olympiad. Thank God, yes. And you just hear a faint I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor in the background as she pulls out her veal and that's 12, my friend. Makes a big difference for me. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Take what you can get. There you go. Thank you, Annie. Anytime, please. And great song choice. Thank you. I thought you would like it. Annie's also going to disengage just for the plus five AC. Hephaestion is going to fire two wind orbs at Alexander. 26 is the first one. Doesn't hit. Critical fail on the second. Now, because that missed, he does have all four orbs spinning around him. Arete, it is your turn. How far is Hephaestion from us now? 90 feet from you. Arete, you can reach him. I sure can. I call upon Hermes and Poseidon as I take a bonus action wave to move 90 feet towards Sebastian, and I lick Lavoie as I go, <laughs> and I attempt an attack. That is a 23. Does it hit? That does hit. 24 damage as I drive my blade into Hephaestion. And then I will use my Daedalus boon to go again. A 28 to hit. So 28 does hit. 21 damage as Arete rapidly removes and reinserts his blade. He looks really good, but you are doing damage to him. Hephaestion is going to use your shoulders, Arete, as a pommel horse. He's going to flip off of you over you. He kick flips back off of you as a disengage, propelled back 30 feet. And then as he's flying back in the air, he fires a single sonic boom at you. It is an 11, which I don't think hits. No, it does not. But it does look cool. Alexander, it is your turn. Now he's 120 feet from me, right? He's 60 feet from you. <gasps> he Ooh. closed the distance, baby. Alexander is going to Superman fly into the air with the sword in front of him and then dash down trying to pierce Hephaestion into the ground with his sword. Nice. Okay, I'm going to use the Bardic Inspiration from Annie, turning that into a 22, which will hit. Striking my bow into the ground with 24 damage on the first hit. Okay. Second attack coming at you. Dirty 20, I'm assuming, hits. Uh, That does hit. Exactly. So I impaled him as I Superman flew down onto him. You Superman that, huh? (laughs) Yeah. You look into his eyes and you just see so much, like, hurt and disappointment. The adrenaline running. I look into his eyes for a brief second, but then I I pull the sword out and I I jam it into those luscious thighs I've been dreaming about. Okay. uh, For 32 damage. (sighs) 
You haven't gotten any less evil, just weaker. I rolled a 27 for a Daedalus. That does hit. Hearing that, Alexander kind of winces, like upset, closes his eyes a little as he yanks the sword out as hard as he can for 24 damage. He's definitely bloodied now. He's getting there. At the end of your turn, he is going to say, ah, just like old times, right? And then he is going to take his rapier And then what he does is he puts the blade on your shoulder almost as if he was knighting you. But then everything around you slows down, Alexander. So the roaring of the crowd just turns into this like low hum. And you see Arete, Rolf, and Annie moving in really slow motion. And then you see Hephaestion in front of you. And he is moving at completely normal speed. And he just does this like whirling flurry of blows on you. So he does like an attack on one side, spins around, does another turns it into a stab, pulls it out, leaps into the air, stabs down again, yanks it out, spins around, slashes you from the side, and then flips the blade around in his wrists, stabs up again, drops it into his other hand, and then stabs you from the other side. So make a constitution saving throw. Wow. 21. Okay, that does save. So you only take 20 slashing damage, which is not bad. So you were taking a lot of hits, but Athena was just blocking like a bunch of those. He's furious. Like he just looks more and more frustrated as he sees his attacks just being like parried off. Alexander kind of like in the slow, stiff motion, the eyes are just watching like in fear as Bastion dances around yeah. him. And, then, and like his hair is like whipping around and the petals are flying all around him. And then as soon as that he finishes that last stab, like time comes back to normal and everything's moving at like normal speed again. Rolf, it is your turn. He is going to look at that original blood crystal that he buried deep inside Hephaestion, and he's going to say, you're not the only one who has sick elemental tricks, buddy, and he's going to now follow it up with a bloody ice knife, as you see the crystal frozen within it. So 24 to hit. That does hit. So that is 23 piercing damage, and then you must roll a dexterity saving throw. 19 on the dexterity saving throw. You see the ice knife bury itself inside Hephaestion and it explodes, not dealing any extra damage, but leaving that blood crystal there. So now he has these two glowing red crystals. Nice. How far am I from him at this point? So you're 60 feet from Hephaestion. Great. I'm going to dash into him with Poseidon to see if I can hit him. 25. Okay, that does hit. He gets knocked back and he takes five bludgeoning damage as he's knocked back. Finish what you started, Alexander. Hephaestion hears that from Rolf and barks at Alexander and says, you heard him. Finish it. If you have already come back here, then I have failed to ever change you. Kill everything you love. Like always, do it now. He's going to fire two sonic booms at you. 23 and 29. Better call an iris for this. So both of them miss. It's his turn now. He is going to take the four moats swirling around him. He's going to charge them into the marigold, and another marigold is going to blossom in the middle of the field. Everybody make a strength saving throw. 22. Nice. <laughs> Eight for Moretta. 25, Alexander. Dang it. Everybody who got an 18 or better only takes six force damage. Everybody who failed takes 12 force damage and is knocked prone. Okay. You guys are still alive? Yeah. Jesus. Arete, I am going to cast a Cure Wounds for you, buddy. You're healed for 18 hit points. Thanks, Annie. As Annie pulls out her veal and plays a nice little ditty. It's no Gloria Gaynor, you know what I'm saying? Annie is then going to call on Hermes to disengage and add that plus five AC. Hephaestion is just watching all of you guys just drop and come back up, drop and come back up, (laughs) healing each other. He is unleashing just like an absolute maelstrom of blows on each of you, and the gods are just shrugging them all off of you. 
and he just looks so sad and he looks at Alexander and he says, together we said we would defy the gods and it looks like even in death with all the power I've accumulated, I cannot surpass them. Not with them on your side. And then he is going to fire three sonic booms at him. I want to talk, but he doesn't want to. First one is 18. Doesn't hit. Second was 20 and 20. There's a 1 in 400 chance of that happening, and it did. <laughs> the third is 23. 28 force damage. And you are blown back 20 feet. Okay. Arete gets up with half his movement. You see him shimmer, and he disappears. <laughs> All of a sudden, you see something materialize as it leaves Arete's hand as he throws a sticker and it lands on Hephaestion and he has been marked for death. Oh, nice. Is there even a save or does that just happen? Constitution saving throw. Okay, let's see. How is he good at that? The DC is a 16. Uh, he is pretty good at that. He gets a 15. <gasps> ah! oh. Wow! Yeah. So upon his failure, he has become vulnerable against the next individual instance of damage that he takes. Very nice. I will disengage as my bonus action, putting my hands up and going, what? What? I, I, I didn't do anything. I didn't do nothing. It looks like he's kind of losing steam a little bit. Like he's still building momentum, but he's just getting more and more ragged and tired with it. And his breath is just kind of like super choppy. He's just like, ha, ha, ha. And uh, he's going to fire four sonic booms at you, Alexander. Looks like he just has to kind of tucker himself out like a child. Okay, I shit you not, 20 and 20. <laughs> the next one is 17. Critical fail, 28. That one lands, Okay, yeah. so, so a crit and a regular hit. For the crit, you take 26 force damage and are blown 20 feet back. And then for the regular one, you take 12 force damage and are blown 20 feet back. So now you're 60 feet away from him. I don't know how you're surviving all of this, man. Right? I'm like trying to... I'm Marigold. Like, yeah, yeah, like I want to hear you, but I'm like, I'm just so worried about Alex. Alexander, you are up. You know the Hephaestion is marked for death. I tumble like a log roll and I land in this like heap of smoke. And then you see from this heap of smoke, Alexander the Great flies out of this oh my God. heap dust pile up into the air. And with the dash, can make it just 60 feet as he oh missile strikes on his star-crossed lover. The first one is for 58 damage. Okay. He looks less than nice. As you dive bomb him, he's and he just crashes onto the ground. Alexander remembers his training with Hephaestion, and he would always get Hephaestion with this one move, so he raises his arm up in the air, like, to, to fake, and with his arm up in the air with the sword. Hephaestion sees Alexander's arm up in the air with the sword, so Hephaestion goes for a, a stab at the gut, and that's when Alexander parries him with the shield, and then uh, swipes at his leg with the sword. Nice. With a 16 land. It would not. I've learned a thing or two since then, and he rolls just away <laughs> as your blade plunges into the ground right next to his powerful thighs. And then with Daedalus, a 24. That does hit. As he rolls away, Alexander stabs down into Fastian's hand. Once again, 29 damage. Ouch. Okay, he's in a bad way. The blade goes straight through his hand. So with his other hand, you see Marigold light up in his hand. With a desperate blow, he's going to try to just jam it straight into your heart, Alexander. Oh. 29. Yeah, we'll hit. Okay, huh. so you take 26 radiant damage, and he heals for that much. Rolf, it is your turn. He puts both his hands together, and he says, "You." he looks out to the audience. He goes, you know what's coming, baby. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, baby. The audience cheers. Meteors. Yeah. Meteors. Meteors. 
That's fair. That's valid. It is a very powerful bolt as he gets the bonus from the two blood crystals lodged in Hephaestion already. And he yeets the lightning at him. Almost like it's like throwing a thunderstorm at him. A 26 to hit. That does hit. And he yeets the lightning storm over as Hephaestion takes 42 lightning damage as it connects with the different lodge crystals over and over and over again. And then one of the bolts, you see a purple glow as it applies another stack of hangover as well. All right, you just blast him with these bolts over and over and over, and you feel that you are doing the damage, Rolf, mm-hmm. but like his body is like not moving. Like He is just so resolutely just like looking at Alexander. Yeah, hmm. I guess I'm looking into his eyes as that happens. He's just going to hold up a hand to Alexander's face and caress it and just say, When I bathed in the river Ganges, I really believed it would wash our sins clean. Now I know neither Ganges nor Lethe nor Phlegathon nor Styx will wash us clean. Just do it, Alexander. I can't. Fasting, I can't. All you see in Hephaestion's eyes is just, like, deep resignation. Like, he has been trying to do something for hundreds of years, possibly, and just has to learn that he will Mm. never succeed at it. Annie, it is your turn. Oh, I don't even know what to do. I want to hold up, like, cue cards that tell the audience to go, like, oh, or, like, you know, something like that. But I feel like, or can I just write absolute, like, silence on it so that everyone can just, like, be really quiet so they can have their moment? You can try to convey that through, like, a performance check or something if you describe what you're doing. Annie's going to pull out some cue cards from her body. <laughs> it's just going to say, uh. There's only a handful of places that you can slot in cards. I said what I said, and I meant what okay. I said. And it says, a hush fell over the crowd, and she's going to hold that up as high. She's going to climb Arete and hold that up. Hopefully, the audience can read it. Yeah, make a performance check. 29 for that. All right, the audience does what you want. So you're trying to get them to just hush? Trying to get them to hush. And if I don't... I, I don't know if there's any chance of us getting a spotlight just on the two of them right in the center. Yeah, so that happens. So the spotlight happens, the the audience does quiet down, but the music, instead of turning off, just changes to, like, a slowed down, like, downbeat version of whatever was playing at the time. And while Annie was doing that, Adorete had pulled out a blonde wig, put some glasses on, put some wrinkles on, and suddenly he's a Kate McKinnon character from an SNL sketch, and he goes, Kiss. I veto that. No, I don't. That's awesome. Fashion still doesn't do anything at the end of your turn. Arete, it's your turn. Let me reset the mood up there for them. Oh, gosh. Hey, you guys are handsome. Make up. And then. Oh, (laughs) the wrong thing. Annie's just gonna, like, kind of, like, smack you on the head a little bit. Like, no. No. Uh, It is up to you whether you choose to hear that, Alexander. It is your turn. (laughs) Fastin, I can't remember. If I defeat you, where where will you go? He opens his mouth to speak, and his body convulses in your arms. And then you see just blossoms coming out of his mouth, and then coming out of his eyes. And it just starts, like, seizing, like, the whole body just starts shaking and spasming in your arms, and then it explodes in blood. I cast Revivify. Uh, if someone dies within a minute, um, they come back to life. I thought with you one didn't HP. have slots. I saved my one for in case anyone died. Oh, nice. And then the blooms fall away, and then he co- he kind of like coughs, and he's like, yeah, he's got that like one HP body in your arms, and he is just super super limp. Fastian, Fastian, please, I can't remember. Why would I be so foolish? 
because he technically did die, the audience does cheer and all the banners turn to all of your faces and you are considered to have won. You also immediately earn 500 darkness crystals. Can I dust it? Yeah, I guess you I guess you can dust it. Okay. I guess while we're having our moment, he'll go dust some darkness. <laughs> He's just kind of like panting with his like one HP. You also see a gate which has a skull and crossbones across. <gasps> no. So he's just there. He's he's not answering. I should like he's pretty bad. Yeah. You see his body just feeling like hot and then cold and then electric and then incredibly light. Like as if like all those like four elements that he kept channeling uh-huh. are just kind of like circuiting through his body in like this kind of like super erratic pattern. So you don't have the longest time with him, and he doesn't seem to be answering your what happened question. <sighs> Rolf walks up and puts a hand on Alexander's shoulders, still concentrating, but not firing the witch bolt yet, and says, I suggest you say what you have to say now. Well, he wouldn't answer what happened. Tell him what you have to say. I'm... I'm here for you. I only live for you, and I regret ever abandoning you. I, I don't plan to do it again. I will come find you again. Please, where can I find you again? At that moment, he says, when you become the Alexander I loved, and the four motes of energy burst from him like fireworks. But instead of blood exploding on you this time, it's just kind of like motes of light everywhere. And your marigold stops vibrating. Are you satisfied, Alexander? No. There is nothing left for you here. Alexander's just on his knees looking where Hephaestion was. Uh, you see, you hear the crowd kind of go, okay, now can we cheer? Like, yeah! Rote <laughs> starts to flip off the audience. Oh, fuck you guys. Annie's gonna walk over to where Alex is kneeling and just gently put a hand on his shoulder. And Alexander stares uh, into the sand, I guess, where, where Hephaestion was. If you think through all the interactions you've had with him so far and the flashbacks you've had, there should be some idea of what happened. Uh, I don't know. He's he's just going to stay there until someone else does something. Cause Alexander, look at me. He he doesn't look at him, but he, he turns his head to towards Rolf. Rolf, like, puts his hand on the back of his neck and, like, brings their heads together to, like, kind of speak directly to Alex like in his ear almost like he's hugging him but not quite as comforting (laughs) and he says I understand the pain you're feeling you are realizing that your dream was a false one look at what is actually here battle the sooner you leave behind the fantasy the sooner you may succeed well what now Rolf now we carry on as we planned He'll nod slightly. No more killing party members, Alexander. If any of you have issues with this course that we have charted, now is the time to speak up, because we are dangerously close to the surface, and I do not want to be held up at a moment of weakness. I will get Annie to the surface, but beyond that, I have no cares for the surface world anymore. Rolf, I care not for the surface. I want those titans released. I'm fine with that, but I sense weakness in this party. Ties, you understand releasing the Titans, it not only ends your afterlife, it ends Hephaestion's. 
it ends Adonis's. Every person you've interacted with since you've died will most likely be gone. I need you to reckon with that now. Because if we make it to the surface and we, we free Annie, we go looking for the Titans and we suddenly change our minds at the very end of that trail, I don't think things are going to go well for us. What do you expect to happen once we get up there? Like, actually happen? Do you think just as soon as we get up, the Titans are, are good to go and that the gods will fall? That will be a quest for those who choose to undertake it. Once we make it to the surface, you are free to go your own way. I, yeah, you keep talking about how you're, you're doing this for me. I don't, I don't think I want that. If that's a lot, if that's why you're doing it, then I don't, I don't think I want to do it. I appreciate it, but if that's your- You don't want what? To make it up there. I'm trying to help you because we all have the same goal. We all signed up for this for a reason, right? We all wanted no, we to all get out. No, we where we started is very different from where we are now, Rolf, and you know that. I just wanted to end, Anastasia. That's all. In that moment, you hear screams from the other side of a gate. And then you hear a loud bell toll. Oh, he's here. Thanatos, let's go. Wait, Annie, please. I can't go like this. I need something. Um, oh, sure. Annie will pull out the viol and, um, I guess cast, uh, third level cure wounds on Alex. And you get healed for 20 hit points. Thank you, Annie. In that moment, you hear more screams and then another bell toll on the other side of the gate. Rolf opens the portal and goes there. Rete will follow. Annie grabs Alex's hand really quick before he can. I I know it sounds like we're just going into more battle. That's exactly what we're doing, but I want you to know that Rolf is not entirely right. Just, and you might not believe me, and that's fine, but I just need you to think about that for a little bit. He's he's not entirely right, and he can't be right. It's not just battle. It was in my life. Well, then make a new one, and then Annie's gonna walk through the portal. Alexander will turn to where Hephaestion was, and then go through the portal. When you emerge from the gate on the other side, you see the Colosseum in complete disarray. So instead of shades on the stands, you see shades in the stands, but you also see shades in the arena. You see some humanoid figures, like those who have bodies in the arena, and they all seem to be running from something in the center of the arena. And every single time you hear a toll sound, more of them just fall over immediately as if they were sleeping. And then at that moment, you see a body crashing into you, and Zagreus <gasps> crashes into you as if he's been blown back straight into you, Arete. And in the center of the arena, you see a shadowy version of Hypnos, as if he is still asleep. And everywhere he turns, he holds up his hand, and a bell tolls, and a whole other swath of people just fall asleep directly in front of him. Oh, no. And the dark Hypnos turns to Zagreus and you. Rogue 
Roadrunners Volume 1 In the Blood stars our players Nicholas Venetatos as Alexander the Great, Amanda Facosta as Anastasia Pentazis, Giancarlo Herrera as Rolf Yannick, and Michael Pisani as Arete Lascaris. Dungeon mastering and NPC voices are by me, Tozaman. Cover art by Chandler Candela. Audio editing by Tozaman. Sound design and editing by Giancarlo Herrera. Title music by Sage GC, with vocals by Jessica Dahlgren and Sage GC. Character theme music by Giorgio Volpe. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. Transcription by Eli Barasa. If you liked what you heard, we hope you'll consider helping us make future tabletop parodies of your favorite stories. You can support us at Patreon on patreon.com slash roguerunradio. Patrons get access to our community Discord channel, as well as our behind-the-scenes chat cast Out of the Blood, where we talk about everything on our minds after the episode. There are free ways to support the show too we hope you'll leave us a glowing review on your listening app of choice as well as spread the good word about us on twitter and instagram where you can follow us at rogue run radio we love hearing from you so head us up there or email us at rr at whisperforge.org we're very proud to be in the whisperforge collective and hope you'll check out our other shows get ready to run with us soon new episodes drop every two weeks till next time sinners i'll see you in hell The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It happened in the quiet town of Podunk, an ages-old family mystery. What happened with Great Grandpa? Why won't you talk about it? Because there's nothing to say, Ninten. Begets an unprecedented paranormal event. Help, brother! My lamp attacked me. It was hovering the air. It unplugged itself and came at me. Mind control. Why is that crow smoking a cigarette? Okay, we're playing inside today. Zombies. I could have gotten out of here on my own. You were hiding in a coffin. It was a good disguise. Extraterrestrials. You've seen them too? I've been observing them for days. (laughs) I beat up aliens with my baseball bat. Children with psychokinetic powers. I let that little light of mine shine, Mama. And it melted the darkness away. And that's just the beginning. Introducing Mother She Wrote, a travelogue diary through the biggest cult phenomena in video game history. The Mother Series, as it's called in Japan, and Earthbound, as it's called everywhere else. Each episode, we recount the story through immersive audio drama as it's lived by the characters, unpacking the surreal adventures, tear-jerking moments, and what it all means. If you're new to the series, we'll take you beyond the controller and into the story. And if you're a longtime fan, relive these tales like never before and learn fascinating new facts about your favorite games. Find Mother She Wrote on your favorite podcast player and at MotherSheWrote.Earth.